Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how to create a manual for your marriage. And today's quote actually comes from something that I said uh, earlier this week. And we were talking about things and I said, all types of things come with manuals. You know, your car, your crock pot, and even for some of you ladies, your mascara comes with instructions. And yet spouses, despite all their complexity, do not come with a manual. And this is what we're going to really be digging into in today's show about a manual for your marriage. But before we go there, those of you that have been listening to us for any length of time, and for those of you that are brand new, this is one of the highlights of the show. This is the hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by audible.com. Here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we already know that you like to listen to great content through your phone or your computer. We also know that you like to have your content available everywhere you go. With Audible, you can choose from over 180,000 titles. One that we're going to be talking about on today's show that's available on Audible is David Finch's The Journal of Best Practices. This is a great listen on how to create that manual for your marriage. So to get this great read or any of those other 180,000 different titles, make sure to check out this offer for a 30-day free trial on audible.com by going to One Extraordinary Marriage dot com slash audible. Now the comment, the hug that I'm going to read today actually is part of a longer comment that was posted on episode 295, which was the no rejection zone. That was last week's podcast. And this was really, you know, this last little bit really got to the heart of so much of why we do one extraordinary marriage. And this came from a husband and he said, since we started listening to your podcast, our sex life, but much more so our communication has really improved. And I feel more confident about knowing what she's feeling, knowing when and how to initiate and being confident that I'll be able to get some (laughs) little play on our opening intro there. Though we haven't fully embraced the intimacy lifestyle, I do feel like I know more about what's going on with her can read the signs of when to initiate better and can be more confident about being able to get some. In turn, I don't feel like I have to try and initiate every single night from a place of doubt and almost helplessness. But instead, I'm starting to notice the trend of nicer no's and more heartfelt yeses. I love my wife so much and I'm so thankful for the journey we're on together. So good. And this hug really ties into what we're going to be talking about because I I, I want to go back to something that this husband said um, where he shared that he doesn't operate from a place of doubt and hopelessness because he's got a much better understanding of his wife. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about on today's show. Because like I said in that opening quote, 
you know, your car has like, I don't know, like a 300 page manual and your crock pot comes with the manuals and, you know, the tool sets come with manuals and every kid's toy and stroller has at least, you know, like a 10 page manual in about seven different languages. Right. And we walk down the aisle on our wedding day and, you know, the officiant, you know, has you recite your vows to one another and you exchange rings, you do the cake smash, you do the first dance, and then you sail off into happily ever after with no instruction manual. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where, you know, we, Tony and I have been married for almost 19 years. No, we have been married for it 19 been years, been. babe. Holy cow. Where are you at? Uh, I'm going back a month. You know, this whole time change thing, folks, you know, after a while, it just like messes with you. And so, so we have been married for 19 years. <laughs> okay. The first 11, I will tell you, there was no manual right. for our marriage. We had no clue. We were winging it on a regular basis. Yeah. Right? Like sometimes some things would work and other times they wouldn't. And there was no like why or how or or what and we're, so we're dealing with this and and you know in case you haven't noticed for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while i definitely have my own set of quirks there there, there are a few things about me um i will just own some of the big ones like i'm a piler and i tend to be on the messier side and you know i'm not nearly as athletic as tony is and on the flip side tony is not a piler Tony tends to be more on the organized side. I try to be. Yeah. He tries to be. Uh, Tony thinks nothing of getting up early, early, early for a hike or a bike ride. That's not something I'm willing to embrace anymore. As I've gotten older, though, I don't know if I'm as much of the early riser. Maybe not the double early, but still the early. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got these quirks. And, you know, we're in these situations where in dealing with each other. Oh, he wants to interrupt. Go ahead. What quirk do you want to share? <laughs> And quirks can be anything from body language, you, you know, um, specific words or how things are said, the way you move your arm, the way you, you know, take your, you, you know, move your head back and forth, any of those, you know, over time, we're going to recognize those in our spouse. And I would hope you would recognize those because that means you're spending time together. I'm not saying they're all great. I'm not saying that. But there are definitely things that I know about Elisa that, hey, I know if I say something or do something and it tweaks her, you know, I'm going to get the the look. You know, I get the look. So, you know, if you're paying attention to your spouse at any point, you're going to see those types of little, hey, okay. That wasn't cool what I just said, or it was good what I just said. If you don't believe people have quirks, just go sit in a Starbucks for any length of time and just listen to people order. I I often do work in Starbucks and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're all so quirky with our orders and things like that. And you know, some of those quirks, I will tell you, they don't come out until after you've been married for a while and you're like, where did that come from? Some of them just develop. And you know, I want to share with you, you know, part of where this show came from was that I was contacted a while back from a couple that wanted to do coaching. And part of the reason why they wanted, they were looking for a marriage coach was because after many years of marriage, they had discovered that the husband had Asperger's mm-hmm. and it was definitely impacting their marriage. And so they were trying to figure out how to 
navigate married life with this diagnosis. And so in doing some preparation for them, I stumbled across the book that I mentioned in the opening, The Journal of Best Practices. This is a book written by David Finch, who is a gentleman with Asperger's. He discovered his Asperger's, I believe, about five or six years into his marriage. And the whole book, this memoir, is all about how he and his wife have navigated married life since then. And really what he did was he created a manual for his marriage, the journal of best practices, those things that work with his wife. And it's been so interesting. After I read this book, one, it's just, he's able to poke fun at himself. And so just, it's a lighthearted read into married life. But the thing I appreciate about this, and part of the reason why I share this book with couples, regardless of what their scenario is, any virtually any couple that comes to me for marriage coaching gets a, hey, you ought to read this book. Because I think what David Finch has figured out and what we're going to be sharing on this show today is that if we just spent a little more time kind of bullet pointing or outlining those things that, that work in our marriage and just committed those to memory or had a page on our iPhone or a, a notepad on our nightstand or wherever you keep your important information, we might find that marriage is a little bit easier, right? Because in business, and I did actually have another coaching client this week that I'm like, let's talk about what you do for business because I'm going to relate your marriage to business. In business, there are operating manuals, right? You started a new company and they're like, here's our standard operating procedures for whatever area you're in. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. They've got procedures, things that make the business run efficiently, things that make the relationships amongst the you know different people in the divisions work well. Mm-hmm. Right, we're doing right. these types of things. And yet in marriage, we take the I'm gonna wing it approach, right? Mm -hmm. There are some things that corporate America has figured out that we really would do well to bring into marriage. And part of that's having some of these procedures, understanding the people that we're working with, right? Like I remember when we moved to Spokane, Washington, I started working for a bank and one of the first things they had me do was take a personality profile. And this was back in 2001. One. And so it was the, I can't, it was the one that had the colors. I can't remember what the letters were that matched it, but we all had our colors. And so people would talk about, oh, I'm high red or I'm high blue or green. Or and whatever. wouldn't you even have those inside your office? They were on display. Like everybody had a little, I don't know, like four by six display on their desk. So you could walk in and immediately know, oh, I'm dealing with a high red or I'm dealing with a high green or, you know, whatever. And I can't remember exactly what those colors are now. It's been 14 years. But in doing that, we knew right away how to communicate mm -hmm. with the person that we were dealing with. We knew the best strategies to bring in. And so it made the organization as a whole run smoother. And, you know, I know on past shows, we've talked about uh, one of the profiles that we've talked about is the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the DISC profile, which some of my clients have shared with me when they've done those at work. Um, there is the Latower uh, is another one. I can't think of her, Fran Latower. That's the color one that we've okay. talked about in the past. We'll we'll put some links to no, some No, isn't hers the animal one? You know what? There are so many. Mm -hmm. There's color and animals. And you know, part of it is just find one that resonates with you. Because what I found is that across the board, they're very consistent. It's just how they label things. And how you see things. I mean, if you see things in color, and so does your spouse, and you can relate to each other, then why try to do something that doesn't 
work to your advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, why why do a disc? Why do Enneagram? You know, th- think about what you like and how it can pertain to you guys. First and foremost, that's your sort of the, your foundation. It doesn't mean you can't grow from there. I mean, the Enneagram is is awesome because it really starts diving into you know the the nuances of these different personality types um so you can always dive into that as you progress but find one that definitely allows you guys to see yourself in your home environment which i believe is very different than your work environment. So for those of you who have done this at work, I would challenge you to find one and do it for your home environment because you'd be surprised at the different personalities we do have around or or how we present ourselves in the workplace compared to in the home, compared to in a social setting, compared to how we you know present ourselves you know, out with the guys or with the girls. So it, it's really interesting to see. So I just found um, the Latour personality profile is called Wired That Way, and we'll make sure to put a link in there. Um, mm-hmm. It is one that's available on Amazon, so we'll link up to that for you guys. And, and what Terry just brought up is a really good point. You know, people, whether you want to believe it or not, we are all just generally chameleons. And so in looking at this whole idea of a, a manual, it's having this idea of in your married life, in dealing with your spouse, what are those best practices and why does it matter? And I will tell you, first of all, it matters because you can get down on a lot of frustration if you know what works, right? right. You're not going to be banging your head up against a wall. You're not going to be like this husband whose quote I read at the beginning of the show saying, I used to feel so hopeless. I used to not know if even initiating was worth it. Right? He does he's talking with his wife. He's figuring out what works with her. You know, he talked about the the softer no's and the more heartfelt yeses. And if you read his whole comment there on two ninety five, you'll he goes into that in a lot more detail. But the reason he's getting those more heartfelt yeses is because he and his wife are figuring out ways to connect. They're putting their best practices into place for their marriage. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, the best practice for me and Tony is not gonna necessarily match up with the best practice for your marriage. You're unique. Right. Embrace what makes the two of you, you, and create your own manual. Create your own set of, this is, this is how we work best together. A- and the reality is, folks, is that you've got to discover that, right? David Finch, I mean, he describes it in parts of the book where there's like, you know, next to his nightstand, there's post-it notes and there's napkins. And like whenever he would be struck by something or see something like, you know, my wife likes me to fold the laundry like this. Okay, let me write that down. My wife likes it when I do this. Let me write that down. Okay, now part of that's the Asperger's and part of that's just, a, you know, a spouse being aware of saying, you know what, I might not remember this in the future. Mm. So let me make a note of it. Because guess what? If I get a positive reaction, I want to do that again. Right? You know, like when Tony and I did the episode uh, a while back called a trench coat and high heels where I surprised him and I gave him his, you know, the one fantasy that he's been asking for, for probably, I don't know, the last six years, at least, at least, you know, and and he comes home from work one day and I'm literally in a trench coat and high heels and nothing else. Okay. His reaction was so good that he has gotten that again. 
right? It, it's, you know, that type of spontaneity, that type of, hey, surprise, has happened on more than one occasion, right? Because guess what? I stored that information. This works for Tony. And if it works for Tony, it's also working for me. So let me do it again, right? So post-it notes, you know, just having a system for your marriage. And so how do you create this manual, right? I mean, some of you are going to have like a little note sheet on your, on your, uh, on your phone or on your computer. Some of you may physically have a paper journal, right? I'm not going to tell you that there's a best system. I'm going to tell you that having a system for your marriage will make your marriage better, right? Because I don't want you guessing anymore in case you guys haven't figured it out. And and I think we've demonstrated it on this show more than once. Your spouse does not have ESP. They're not a mind reader. I know I've said this more than once that um, if by some small miracle you happen to either say the same thing or be thinking the same thing at the same time it's kudos a co- it's a coincidence <laughs> kudos because you can probably count that on one hand right i mean there, you know we go through seasons where it seems like tony and i like you know i'll pick up the phone to call him and he's calling me at the same time oh okay coincidence right because the truth is he cannot read my mind he's demonstrated that more than once And it would be foolish of me to think so. So if I want to know the best way to get something done for or with Tony, I'm going to have to do something very elementary. I'm going to have to ask Tony. And I want to just back up real quick too. For some of you, um, you know, a really good way to just be able to know what's up with your spouse. I mean, mental notes. I mean, pay attention. I think when I pay more attention to Elisa, those those things that she does sticks for me. So, you know, just be present, be available, see what's happening. Um, all of us are so different. And I think that's that's the thing when, you know, when, when we look at a lot of this, especially when it comes to marriage, is that you got to take what works for you. I mean, if drawing is your thing, sketching is your thing, then do it. I remember when I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, um, I had the opportunity to hike with a number of different people. And believe me, when you get on a trail that long, you get some different personalities are are coming out, you know, because you're you're in some extreme situations um, and you're around these people and and different attitudes and personalities start start to come out. But there was one guy that I did meet along the way and a lot of folks journaled. I didn't. I did a little bit here and there. But this guy was so talented at sketching that he would take a page or two pages and that's how he journaled Mm. his day. You know, he would just, you know, during a break or whatever, he just sketched what he saw or what he remembered and and that's how he internalized that. So use your God-given talents so that you can have the marriage manual that works best for you, right? I mean, use it because... And put it in a way that gets used because if not, then it just sits on a shelf. And for Elisa and I to just say, oh, you need to take notes, you need to have bullet points and you need to do it this way, just may not be for you. So whatever works for you, use it. For some of you, maybe just talking into a recorder. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say voice memos on your phone. You know, quick voice memos that just remind you, you know, hey, you know, October 5th, you know, 2015, my wife did this and I recognized how I, you know, what I had done to, 
to make this happen? It's it's a system of best practices. I mean, that that's what David Finch said in the title of his book, The Journal of Best Practices. So what works best for you? But part of those mental notes or those handwritten notes or, you know, being observant is that you've got to be present, right? So, so part of your journal of best practices has got to be that there is time when you are simply paying attention, not splitting your attention between a screen and your spouse, Mm -hmm. but you know, the best scientific observers aren't doing something else when they're observing, right? The best for all you sports fans, the best analysis or analysts, what are they doing? They're watching the game, right? Like they're so honed in on the game that, you know, you could be doing totally other things and they're not paying attention. They're calling all the color commentary. They're giving you all the stats. Or do- That's what they're doing, right? Teachers, when they're focused on teaching, they're just in the zone. You need to be in the zone with your spouse, observing them, interacting with them. You need to, you know, like Tony said, voice record, handwrite, whatever works for you. If something works, write it down. And here's, you know, the inverse of that. If something doesn't work, write it down so you don't duplicate that. Right. Right. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, there have been times when I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this for Tony and it falls flat on its face. You know, where I think, oh, this is going to be a really good idea. And then like I fall asleep or it's just not right. And he's just like, yeah, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, don't do that again. That just did that one didn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You, you're allowed to make mistakes. Just don't keep duplicating the mistake. Right. A- and another part of this is doing something like the ta- top 10 list. Tony and I talked about the top 10 list. We wrote about it in our very first book, stripped down 13 keys to unlocking intimacy in your marriage. And this is really like, you can use this for anything in your marriage. If you want to talk about your top 10 date ideas, instead of guessing what your spouse would like to do for a date night, get a list. What are their top 10 date ideas? What are the top 10 restaurants they want to try? What are, um, you know, like if you shop for your spouse, the holidays are coming. It might be something to like at least start putting on your radar screen. Get a list of their top 10 gifts. Why not set yourself up for success? I mean, putting these systems into place, gathering this information, putting this manual together. The whole idea behind this, guys, is that you set your, your marriage and yourself up for success. Because there are too many people right now that are trying to wing this thing called marriage that are having less than stellar results. And that's not to say that you can't wing seasons of your marriage. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that you, you definitely can. I mean, there's spontaneity built into this, right? Because I'm not like cataloging every minute of Tony's day. Like this is how I can best serve Tony from 6.05 to 6.15. And this is what he, Tony would like to have for breakfast every morning between 7 and 7.30. And then this, what ta- this is how I you know, send him out the door. No, we're not that structured here at the DiLorenzo household. But I do know what works. And I do know consistently how to take care of him. But it's one of those things where it's come from a lifetime of learning and a lifetime of taking this information and working it into our own system, into our marriage. So it's putting that top 10 list together. It's writing down those things. It's being present when we are having those opportunities to really connect. Because if Tony is sharing something with me, 
like case in point, the other day we were ta- just talking about, you know, some of our future dreams, right? And, and some things that we want to accomplish, you know, for our family and this type of thing. And, and I could have easily just been zoned out and on my phone. And I will, you know, raise my hand and say there have been times when I have very much been zoned out scrolling through social media. Mm-hmm. And, Same here. And, and yet we were at this place where the phones were gone. You know, we were just kind of there. And I'm like, okay. And interestingly enough, we both had the same, we'd kind of both come to the same point in time as far as this decision that had to be made. And it was like, he brought it up and I'm like, well, funny, I was thinking that same thing this last, this past week. And so because I was willing to be fully present with him and had had taken that information and that observation of, you know what, Tony needs me to be right here right now. We were able to have this incredibly productive talk Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, you know what? We're on the same page. And honestly, even if we hadn't been on the same page, it would be okay because we were there having a conversation mm. to figure out next steps. Right. Yeah. And I think when we look at this, and, and this is this is a tough show because, and for me it is, because so many people want to wing this thing called marriage. And we, we get to this point of like everything has to be feeling and everything has to be felt and if and if it's not then then we're not going the right way and if we do then something else may occur and something that Elisa and I have just found that has worked for us and so many of her coaching clients is really just being able to schedule some stuff through you know it's about planning it's about having these and again, she she has said it a number of times. It's sort of like these this operating structure that is happening, and it sounds so weird, especially when you bring it into the into the world of marriage. And yet, when you do, when you start doing it that way, your marriage starts flourishing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy because so many people are just going, "No, you can't talk talk about marriage like that." And yet, we're having you know a rise in divorce, and so many people are not working. It's not working out. So if it's not working and your past hasn't been working, right, why aren't you willing to make a change and try something new so that your marriage does start to flourish? So you start to sow those seeds into your marriage and you get to reap the benefit. The fruit comes out of it. You know what I'm saying, folks? It's it's one of those things that over the years that we've done the show, Elisa and I have done a lot of systematizing of what we do here and through that, our marriage, we do that as well. And look what ends up happening. We flourish. We do have more days that are better than our worse. Because we know that once a month, we're going to try at least get out on a one date night. Sometimes we'll do two. We have the intimacy lifestyle set up. We do the seven days of sex challenge. We have certain things that happen in our day-to-day activity that allow us to stay connected to each other. We have practices that we have set up so we don't go down the wrong paths you you see what i'm saying so if you're in a place where you're stuck in your marriage and you've just been going well it's all about feelings it's it has to always be spontaneous if that's not working for you i'm going to challenge you and we're going to challenge you to grab this book you know get this book and start going through it and start setting up your best practices for your marriage because truly, if you want to grow in any area of life, you would start doing something different. So if your marriage is that important to you, which I hope it is, 
I hope it's one of the most important things after God in your life, then you're willing to make some change. And that change may be difficult to, to go through, and yet you're sowing the seed now so you reap the benefit later. Remember, Elisa and I have been on this journey for eight years. That's why we are where we are now. So don't expect it to happen overnight because there is going to be some, some friction there is going to be some like, does this really work for us? The intimacy lifestyle really doesn't work that well. Or, hey, you know what? The seven days of sex challenge, it's, it's not really exactly what we expected. And yet, you can grow from there. If you're willing to take the time, the opportunity to open up your mind to what could really become for you, for your spouse, and for your marriage. That's so good. And, and you know... It's true. We do get a lot of resistance to this idea of being intentional about your marriage. I will tell you, every couple that we have worked with, every couple that has chosen to take action in their marriage has seen something positive come out of it. When they've chosen to put systems into place, when they've chosen to say, you know, we're going to schedule sex or we're going to schedule date nights or we're going to schedule a weekly conversation or we're going we're gonna to be intentional, guess what? their marriage starts to grow. And that's what we're looking for in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Before we close out this show, I just want to remind you guys that episode 300 is only four weeks away and we still need your help because every 100th episode is all about you, how one extraordinary marriage has impacted you, your marriage and the people around you. So send us your emails at info at one extraordinary marriage.com subject line 300th show or call in at 858-876-5663 and leave us a voicemail. We want to make this 300th show the best one yet. Yeah. So this week, let's be intentional. Let's be intentional about our marriages, right? Let's start something now so that we can reap the harvest later. And later could honestly be in a week. You could do something today that could honestly benefit both of you in a week's time. It could, it could benefit you tomorrow. But are you willing to get past what you've been doing to get somewhere where you could be? That's going to be the place that you guys need to decide on. And I believe and Elisa believes that you guys can do it. So get out there. Be intentional about your marriage. Do something this week that you haven't done that can change your marriage forever. It's one little thing that can happen that can honestly, folks, Honestly, folks, seven days of sex challenge. We have said, had so many couples take that on and it has honestly flipped their marriage around just like that. I mean, it truly has not saying you have to do it this week, but it's something that you can consider. We love you guys. We are excited to hear from you for our 300th show. It's about you. So send in your, send in your hugs, info at one extraordinary marriage or call it in at 858-876-5663 have a fantastic week we love you guys